0: The Morrowology Podcast. Morrow County, Ohio. Is my home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Nineteen. Nineteen episodes of Morrowology. Who would have thunk it? We have almost as many episodes as listeners. Oh, <laughs> I, I think can't... we have more listeners than that. Yes, so we are finally into the 60s. They are Mikeimus. That's you. I didn't know if you do that or not. And here's something really cool. So we have a download and listen in South Africa. Ooh. Yeah, don't get too excited. It was my brother-in-law on his okay. recent trip to see his I in-laws. I about the
1: rain down in Africa, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, was it Toto? Yes. Tito? Toto? Yes. I think Sing it was about Toto, that? yeah. Yeah. Um, something about that. Stop the rains or bless the rains or... Something about the rain sound now. Something yeah, about the yeah, rains, yeah. 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 Uh, right now, it's interesting. Did you know it's their winter time there? Oh, it is. It is. And what's their winter like? It well, it's just a little cooler than it is here. My brother-in-law said it was uh, not too bad. Andy, I know if you're listening. Um, Hello. And uh, here's an interesting piece. Um, you know, we talked about EDS sauce guys recently. Right, right, right. Gave a little bit of a feedback on some of their food now. Mm-hmm their sauce, the original blackberry uh, bourbon sauce that they made was mm-hmm. the first Andy took it to South Africa with him so his in-laws could try it. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool to get that out there and uh and um see that. Now, you know, just looking, we've had 253 downloads in the United States. Um with are you ready for this? Um all-time downloads of one thousand eight hundred and forty-two. Wow. Yes, that's impressive. And uh, it really looks like a roller coaster here with the number of of you know recordings or, or downloads. I'm sorry of folks listening. Um, we don't have a lot of comments, um, but you know we're seeing California, New Mexico, Florida um Mississippi South Carolina North Carolina Kentucky West Virginia New Jersey New York Michigan Indiana Illinois and Ohio as just some of our areas for download um and I just realized my brother in um Alaska is not downloading
1: Oh, well, we'll have to work on that one. Kind of
0: hurts my feelings a little bit. (laughs) That's all right.
1: Well, if he's not listening, he won't know that you said anything about it. So
0: last week, or the week before, week before, um, got a new nephew. He is stationed, uh, not the nephew, my brother is stationed in Alaska right now with his wife. And um, they just had a brand new baby. So congratulations, Howie and Stephanie, on Axel is his name. So welcome. Um, let's see here. So, Isaac is no longer the only male grandchild on that side. Okay. Yeah. So, no longer has that all to himself, but that's okay. Um, so, now let's move on with, uh, some of the things that are going on. Alert, alert, alert. August, there's a special election. If you live in the Mount Gilead village, there's a special election for August 3rd. Your deadline to register to vote in that election is July the 6th. Uh, it doesn't say here what is on the ballot, um, at least on this one, so I was going to try and find that for you. Um, but it does say that there will be a, a special election held um, on June or I'm sorry, on August 3rd. And the deadline again to vote in that special election, you must register by August or uh, June 6th. Sorry, June 6th is the deadline to register there. And if you go to boe dot gov, or just search Morrow County, Ohio you will find the linkage to the page for Morrow County and Board of Elections will be in there and uh, gives you the the date for early voting and you are able to early vote as early. It looks like July 7th is going to be your first day uh, that you can early vote and it looks like 8 to, f- to 5, 8 a.m. to 5 every day at the Board of Elections you can register to vote It looks like they're closed on Fridays, though. Still at this point, so it's a Monday through Thursday, eight to five.
1: Okay, but if you're already registered to vote, do you have to register specifically for this? You.
0: It does not appear that you need to, and I would not think you would need to. Right. Um, If you voted in the last election, you should be fine. If you have missed voting a couple uh, in the past couple elections, whether it be the November or May. Elections, you may want to just validate that you are on the on the roster. I believe you can still vote. I think you become a provisional ballot uh, that they can certify post election, um, but you're not necessarily counted up front in the election, um, and that's called a provisional vote. Um, so there there are some different things. And as usual, I don't know if they're doing it for this one, but anyone who is interested, uh, has time, they're, they always are lo- going to be looking for poll workers. Um, it's pretty simple, pretty easy, but it's also a long day uh, to be a poll worker. And they need both, even Republican and Democrat uh, poll workers to to put around to all of the different polling locations in the county. Um, so, but well, for this one, there's only going to be one location, I presume. Uh, well, because it's just the
1: citizens of Mount Gilead, yes. But
0: I think aren't there two precincts at least in Mount oh, Gilead? Okay, could be. I think so. It would be your normal precinct voting location. So, if there's two or four, I'm not really sure. Um, There would be that uh, as well. And then, of course, you know, we're going, we're we're going, about to go gangbuster here on the uh, 2022. And so there are going to be several, um, several positions that'll be up for election in Morrow County um, from township trustees to village council to school board. Um, I believe there may be a commissioner seat um, up as well. So, let's see here. Yeah, Tom Wiston's seat is up for re-election in December of 22. Well, November of 22, but his term expires 1231 of 22. Um, Tom Elkin, uh, Judge Elkin, his term expires on 1231-22. So, there'll be an election there for that. I'm looking here. At all of them. And on this webpage, it's really cool. You can actually see everybody's, um, all of the elected officials. So they break them down by county officials and then township officials and then village elected officials and then school board and then Democrat central uh, committee and then Republican central committee. So you actually get to see all of the open positions or positions that will be open. Mm -hmm. Um, And just know that I'm looking here at both the Democrat central committee and Republican central committee. And there are openings um, and all of, so all of the townships have, a representative for this central committee, and there are openings. Um, you know, now more than ever, uh, we need folks to to step up, and you know, no matter what your your political beliefs, um, if you have complaints, you should step up, and you know, try to you know fix the the issue that you feel is the issue. Sure. Whatever it is, you know, step up and do it. Um, it's very easy to stand on the back, you know, uh, and and Monday morning quarterback it, as I've heard. Um, and, you know, I ran for school board, and wh- I spent four years on Mount Gilead School Board. It was an uh, eye-opening experience. It was a long four years. There was a lot that we dealt with, a lot of the stuff that, you know, the public just doesn't know Um, what's going on and one I feel like one of the the most selfless things you can do is serve and I say selfless because I mean I I wasn't being uh um you know hounded you know I want you to vote this way because I'll give you this money or you know we didn't have that with school board but um you know, at the local level, that's where, th- that's where it counts, you know, the mm-hmm. local level. That's where uh, the, the good work is um, and where people who really um, can have an impact in the community they live in. That's, that's where it is, is in that local. So go ahead and uh, go to boe.morrowcountyohio.gov for more information um, on that. There's also the genealogy. Mike, have you been to the genealogy library? Yes, I have, yeah. Well, I'm sure you have. Yes. You're just a little bit of a history nut, <laughs> or just a nut in general, one yeah. of the two. Well, whatever. If you were a nut, what nut would you be? I mean, I know it's a <laughs> weird question, right? Well, that, 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 that's a good question. I, I really don't know. You know, Okay, so that's a weird question, but did you know that people are actually starting to ask um, during interviews, if you were an animal, what animal would you be?
1: Well, that's, that one's been around for years.
0: Like, uh, don't ask me that. That is weird. I don't know. Ask me how I'm going to help your organization. Don't we ask should me ask what your wife what kind be. of animal you would be. Oh, I'm afraid to find out what she would say. <laughs> Probably a tortoise because I move so slowly on stuff. I don't know. Um, all right. So, folks, again, we are not getting much as far as uh, what's coming up. Um, but, you know, the Educational Dairy Tour we talked about last week, sponsored by the Ohio State University Extension Office of Morrow County. Uh, that is going to be July 10th at 10 a.m. Um, at a dairy tour, they do ask that you uh, RSVP so that they can make sure that they have the right number of people. And that's at 3100 Parsons Road, Belleville, Ohio, 44813. It's going to last about four hours. It's free. But they do ask that you call the following number to RSVP, and that is 419-947-1070. And that is sponsored by the Morrow County Dairy Association. And I'm sure that will be a dairy good tour. Wow. Moving on, (laughs) uh, the Farm Bureau, Ohio Extension Office, Ag Credit, all sponsoring this event. Um, So go ahead and take a look at that. I'm sure that will be a good time. I can remember going to a dairy farm when we were younger. Um, and I can remember, I think Roger Beck oh, okay. uh, brought some animals into the school uh, when I was at Cherry Street. And they had the big tarp put out across the gym floor. Mm-hmm. And he actually <laughs> took the cow's udder and shot milk up at us in the in the bleachers. I can remember that. And I must have been first, second grade. So, you know, 30 years ago, or almost 30 years ago, I can Remember that? So
1: you were utterly surprised.
0: I was utterly surprised. Wah, wah. All right. Uh, Thursday, July 29th, giddy up and give back at Hoof Hearted Brewery. I have a hard time saying that, Hoof Hearted. And I think that they purposefully did it that way. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if we've talked about this or not. But if you look at their sign, it almost says Hoof hearted. Brewery, Hoof-Hearted Brewery. (laughs) Okay. And I don't know if that's the way it was meant, but that's what – it makes me chuckle every time I talk about it. But that's in Marengo, 300 County Road 26, Hoof-Hearted Brewery. And that's going to be a benefit uh, sponsored by Howard Hanna, J.C. Meyer Realtors. And it's going to benefit the uh, Flying Horse Farms uh, Light Up the Camp. And that – it says here that they're going to have – a free gift for the first 50 people, drawings for local prizes, special draft release. So they're going to put out a special beer for this. Um, it looks like a 50-50 raffle, food trucks, and a live DJ. Oh, wow. Wow. So it sounds like it's going to be a pretty good time. And then, you know, it is going to flying horse farms, uh, to light up the camp. And I think that's, is that what they call the Christmas thing? Light up the camp. You know what? I think you're right. Um, and we went last year. It was a pretty good time. Um, Pretty good event, and then um, just gonna plug Mar Little Theater July the sixth. So two days from when you're hearing this, we are going to be hosting our first of the first five weeks. Um, Mar Little Theater is going to be doing the um, doing a workshop for youth, and it's ages seven to seventeen. We don't anticipate cutting anyone, Mike. We're gonna take everybody. Uh, On July the 6th from 5 to 7, be at Mount Gilead High School. We're going to teach the kids a dance, a song, uh, teach them some generalized audition techniques Mm -hmm. in that two hours. And then on the 7th and 8th, they're actually going to audition for the show. um, And they'll find out what their um, part's going to be. Um, probably it'll come out while most of them are at 4-H camp. So we moved our auditions forward so that we could get those kids that might be going to 4-H camp. Then we're taking some time off while they're at 4-H camp. And then we'll start right back as soon as they get back the next day there. Um, so it'll be really cool. It's $30 per kid, $60 per family. That includes a t-shirt for the camp, for the show, the Little Mermaid Jr., um, and it will um, also include their costume fee um, for this show as well. And I went and bought some of the stuff to start working on the set. I'm really excited. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, thinking about some black lights, Mike, bringing back, what is it, 60s, 70s? I don't know. Like, 70s, yeah. 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 The, the black light, fluorescent paints. Um, it's going to be really cool. I, I'm getting pretty excited about it. Um, And that's just the start. Then this fall, we're going to do It's a Wonderful Life. We're also going to be hosting our annual Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, viewing at the Capitol Theater um, in October again, that Halloween weekend, or right before Halloween. I think Halloween falls on a Tuesday, I think, this year. Um, So we're going to, again, rent out the theater and have our our annual fundraiser there. Last year, it was small, but it was still fun. We had a blast. Well, last
1: year... Covid, was yeah, a big part
0: of it. Um, but even with Covid, we still had like twenty people, twenty-seven people. The year before, we had seventy-seven. Um, so we're, you know, we're ready to come back fighting here at Mar Little Theater. I mean, we are just whatever we can do. Um, what about the What about the uh, the uh, Historical, Society? Historical Society? Yeah, what's going um, on there? Like, I'm sure you guys are just like going through the history books. Like, what can we dump out on people so they can see? We we have. Uh, we're open on sunday afternoons from two to four
1: um we won't be well this will be heard after july 4th but after july 4th we will be open two to four on sunday afternoons we have some new displays coming up one of them is uh relics from the um morrow county fair and uh there's a uh, a quilt down there we're upstairs in the building um that was made out of ribbons that this the brown family had won with their poultry well that's kind of neat it is the thing's very heavy and very very hard to handle but uh that's that's one thing to come in for um our committee is working also on some other changing up some displays um so there will be some new things so you can check out the Morrow county historical
0: society on facebook and see what's going on there. Now, if somebody wanted to volunteer for your organization, how would they do that? Like, not necessarily be on the board, but maybe they could work a, a shift for you on Sunday or something.
1: Oh, that would be wonderful. We, we, we don't turn away volunteers for the most Who part. Who does? <laughs> so, um, you could go to our uh, Facebook page and put a comment on there about, hey, I've, I'd like to help in whatever way you want to help. And, and I'm sure we'll put you to work. So, uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to do that.
0: I mean, there's plenty to tidy up always yeah, in, there's, in history. You know, tidy it up. Sure, sure.
1: And if you were to be here w- while we're open and be a docent, um, we would put an experienced person with you so you wouldn't be by yourself.
0: Well, oh, because so. you could literally just make up whatever history you wanted to. To kind yes, of fill in, you could. yeah, yes, and that does happen sometimes. I would do that. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. I would just listen to Mike a couple times, and then I would just follow, you know, and say whatever he said, almost verbatim, and then I would throw in some puns, and then that would make it verbatim for you. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So funny. Um, so. Why we're on volunteers, if anyone is interested in volunteering now the nice thing is for MLT, if you volunteer to say take tickets or work concessions or something like that for MLT, uh, if you work that sh- if you work that show, say that it's Friday night and you want to take tickets, I'll let you watch the show for free. There you go. I mean come on, give me you know 45 minutes and I give you a free two hour show. Yes. I mean, that That seems pretty fair, I think. It does sound um, like a good deal. And it's really, uh, you know, Kevin Evans, I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not, but he he's done that in the past. Um, Donna Carver's done that for us in the past. Uh, it really is, you know, we're always looking for volunteers. So if you're interested, send me an email at Morrow Little Theater, and that's T-H-E-A-T-R-E at gmail.com. And in the subject, put volunteer at uh, so that we know if you're interested, uh, we will be contacting folks to, to uh, help us out as we get back into the swing of things here. Let's see. What else, Mike?
1: Well, let me, let me share this from the far side. <laughs>
0: the far side. The far
1: side. Yes, I, I love their uh, uh, car- cartoons. Uh, there's two uh, aardvarks, uh, I presume, a husband and wife in bed. And the husband says, I can't sleep. I have indigestion from eating all, all them fire ants before bed. Oh, my. And the wife says, you'd better take an ant
0: acid. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> all You're right. speechless.
0: Well, just because I was reading another one. Um, here's a question for you, Mike. This is joke of the week. When are most frogs born? When are most frogs born? Mm-hmm. In leap year? In a leap year. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, folks. Mike and I are getting off trail here, but uh, yeah. So that uh, pretty much... Do we want to mention Mark Johnson? Oh, Mark Johnson. Yeah. So I'm what now what friends Johnson with him on has... Facebook. Are you? Yes. He, I'm telling you what, he's just so talented. Sometimes it makes me mad that I don't have that talent uh, that other people... And then I just look at it and it's like, wow... I just think how cool it is that, um, that you know, we have such talented people uh, close by in Morrow County, you know, um, ready to, to, you know, at a moment's notice, provide music or provide uh, a cartoon or, you know, something like that. I just think it's so cool. There is a page out there. It's called The Friends of the Beck and Joey Show. Um, you can look that up or you can look up the Beck and Joey show. So there is a picture here, um, and it looks like – I'm trying to find a date on it here. I can't find the date, but it is this year. It looks like – oh, it looks like he might have just posted this on June 27th. So it's a gentleman, and it says, You weren't kidding when you said you were going to get back to what weight, to, to what you weighed before we got married. You were a babe. I mean Beverly. You were you were babe. I mean Beverly. It's little baby on the floor. You'd have to see that. you'd have oh, to see it. Okay. We can't show it on the radio yeah. or on the podcast, but yeah, I sorry that was was kind of a bomb. Um here's one with two gentlemen. Uh an older gentleman uh, and then a younger gentleman who's kind of the, the younger gentleman kind of looks down and out and it looks like there's somebody who might be like drowning uh, in the um, like pond behind him. And it says, help. And then the older gentleman says to the younger guy, take it easy, my boy, perhaps this is a sign from God that your gifts might better serve God in the nursery or perhaps the choir. Hmm? So my guess is, He was trying to do a baptism. (laughs) Oh, I get it. I am not sure. I think that one is... uh... Oh, yeah. Actually, somebody else said, I don't understand this one. Can you explain it to me? And he says, the younger man was um, tempting to baptize someone and failed. So does that help? I don't know. That's kind of a good... Like, There's a lot of meaning behind that one. That's a good one. Um so there's all kinds of stuff in here guys uh for mark johnson he also wrote the music at the beginning of this podcast very talented guy i've known him and his his kids for a long time um great great guy great family so what else do we have um let's see by this time, we will have already seen Mount Gilead's fireworks. And, you know, Mike, last week I mentioned that there uh, is a little bit of a feud going on right now or a little bit of angst between Mount Gilead and Cardington. Cardington yes. said that they had the best fireworks with cardington Utaka helping them, and then, you know, Jamie Brucker, uh, Mayor Brucker, has already said that, you know, these are going to be the best fireworks in our County already. So, you know, they're kind of that bantering back and forth, and, you know, I think you and I talked, and you said it best, that this is something that's really cool to actually argue about. Sure it is. Like, this actually gets us back to the good, the good old days, right? Bring back, back to the, the good old days. So, let's see here. I don't think there's anything else that uh is going on. Uh if you guys have anything that you would like to like us to share, to post, please send it to us at marrowology at gmail.com. And uh we'll keep doing these podcasts as long as people listen and it's not uh it's not actually we're, we're going up with, with listenership. We're not going down. So um if you have a business and you are listening, we'd like to highlight you guys on here. Um, Let us know about your business. We want to make sure that it gets out there. Uh, So please send that to marrology at gmail.com. This week's Morrow County Flashback brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society.
1: Well, on today's uh, history moment during the podcast, we're going to talk about the Fulton Stone Quarry, which opened... In 1863. 1863. Yes. I Lincoln think that's, was alive. Well, I think that's even before, uh, um, before Ken you were Barnett born. was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ken. Couldn't help that. Um, this article was written by Clema Vale and Bruce Fissell. We'll talk a little bit more about Clema Vale at the end of this. But uh, it was published in the Mara County Sentinel sesquicentennial spatial uh, paper that was put out called The uh, Threads of Time. And I'm going to read it just as it was written. David Steiner opened this stone quarry in 1863, which was located on his farm. The quarry is located about one mile north of the village and 300 feet east of the old T and OC railroad bed. Three generations of Steiners have lived on and operated this farm. Father David, son Jonas, and grandson Harley C., This farm is located one mile north of Fulton on the west side of State Route 61. In the year 1881, the village of Lincoln Center became the present village of Fulton. At that time, the Ohio Paving Company with officers in Columbus and Bucyrus opened the new Fulton stone quarry as it was known for many years. This quarry is on the extreme north edge of the village and also on the old New York Central Railroad bed this railroad being uh, um, <laughs> this railroad being opened the same year as the quarry hence a spur line was built for loading convenience for this new enterprise two other quarries were located close by but did not produce the excellent stone as did the fulton quarry this new industry employed as many as 125 men of course this called for a hotel New homes, post office, stores, blacksmith shop, sawmill, and last but far from least, the Methodist Church was built in 1886. Transportation was slow at that time and much of the stone was hauled by horse and wagon onto adjoining communities. Villages and new homes being built by the farmers and laborers. The new industry brought in many transient people such as stonemasons, stone cutters, and stone sawyers. Salesmen for newly found stone were among the many newcomers. Mr. John Blythe was the salesman and manager for the Fulton Quarry Company and was a very respected citizen in the community. Flagstone, sidewalk slabs, curbing, well tops, bridge stone, corner fence post, road sewers, and sills for brick buildings were among the many uses of the new Fulton stone. We find the stone was used in Chesterville, Cardington, Mount Gilead, Sparta, Marengo, Marion, and many other places, as well as Fulton. The First World War came along and tapped our man supply so badly that in 1917, the Fulton stone quarry closed its operation. The derricks, saws, and all equipment were junked, and now it's just a paragraph in history, along with many memories in the minds of our older citizens of Fulton. The site of this old quarry is very fascinating for children, as well as many adults, but now very, very dangerous. It's deep, has straight up and down stone walls, and is filled with extremely cold spring water. Every child has to take a try at swimming in the stone quarry sometime during his adolescence all mothers shudder at the mention of it. Teachers have to give many warnings in the spring of the year to prevent boys from playing truant, and the chances of a saddened community. Now, this article was written by Clemma Vale. Miss Vale was a school teacher who came to the Fulton School in 1936 from Dryersville in Meigs County. She taught four different grades at Fulton. Leaving Fulton in 1956, she transferred to Cardington and taught the fifth grade until she retired in 1972. Her distinguished career spanned 45 years of service. And this article was written for a required extra course paper. And here's an article that was in the paper about the, um, in the Mara County Sentinel. Uh, Fulton Quarry is closed. At, all the machinery at the quarry at Fulton has been sold to Philip Browarski and will be closed and go out of business. It was the intention to resume operation at the quarry this spring and pumping out the water had begun. But when partly completed, the dam broke, flooding the plant again. It was then decided to discontinue work and scrap the machinery. Inability of the owners to properly superintend the work is given as the reason. The quarry was owned principally by the late A.M. Rumor. And that was published in the Mara County Sentinel, May 24th of 1917. So I have heard that a lot of the equipment is still down in the quarry, under the water. The water from the spring rushed in so quickly that they couldn't get the equipment out.
0: I had heard that. And it's
1: uh, it's a dangerous place. Um, Dad, myself, and a couple of other guys were back there fishing in the 1970s. And uh, we walked back the railroad track and... and, uh, Went back there and didn't catch anything, but uh, it, was, it was interesting to see the quarry. So I have been
0: back there many, many years ago. Well, that's neat. You know, uh, one of the concerns that you mentioned was, you know, the cold water. Yes. And your body can go into hypothermia and you're not able to function and, and, and going forward. But there's also another threat. It's a single-celled organism. That could potentially live in the water. Oh yeah, and it's called an amoeba. Okay. And an amoeba, um, in some instances, has been known to travel to the brain and eat on the brain. I've heard of that. Um, yes. And so there's every year in summertime, you see news articles and, and things on the on the news where a brain-eating amoeba has you know, blah blah blah, right yeah. for a child or an adult or. Uh, you know, so sometimes that happens, but that's pretty neat. I mean, from what I understand, is it the Fulton quarry that the stone at the Capitol building in Columbus, isn't there a stone from Morrow County? It's got the Morrow County name and it was quarried from? I think you're correct on that. I know that a lot
1: of the sidewalks in, in Mount Gilead, Cardington, Fulton, and some of the surrounding towns were built with stones from, um, uh, from but, the quarry. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, and that would make sense. I mean, why why import them from far away if you have something here? Right. Uh, that's just neat, you know, to think that we had, you know, all of that here. And there's still, to my knowledge, one active quarry in the county. Oh, there is. In Chesterville. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, yes. National limestone. Used yes. to be Chesterville, and yes. Gravel, now it's National Limestone. I think limestone. the
1: Gleason's have that over there. Um, but l- let me just put out a warning out there on this quarry. It is, first of all, it is private property. Second of all, don't go there. It's, it's not safe. Um, uh, it would not be safe to go in the water. You don't know, you know, where it goes deep. And it's very deep from what I understand. Uh, the sides mm-hmm. go straight down in.
0: So, uh, folks, just stay away from there. You lose your footing and boom. Sure. Next thing you know, you're knocked unconscious and you're drowning.
1: I don't care how good of a swimmer you are. No, you, you yeah. need to stay away from there.
0: But it's still very interesting piece. Thanks, Mike.
1: If you would like to contact us at Morrology, you can find us at Facebook or you can contact us by email at morrology at gmail And Morrology is spelled M-O-R-R-O-W-O-L-O-G-Y.